It's Sports Arena, it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one, all the way to forum, every pay-per-view and special in ECW on TNN in between. you got myself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. What is happening, Jay? Well, um, lackluster finishes, uh, recycled storylines, feuds that just seem to go on forever. Um disappointing surprises well, that's enough of the rumble let's talk about ECW oh what a shame that man was doing in 2000 buying WCW <laughs> yeah so true not yet man on the contract McMahon on the contract but it doesn't man. say Vincent McMahon oh 2022, maybe. Fine Impact Wrestling. No, I don't know. <laughs> Triple H. I think Triple H would go to NWA. I think Shane and Mac would probably go to XFL with The Rock. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see Triple H um, if he was to go get involved in NWA. He'd probably do a nice little comeback, win the belt, say he's got it one time and retire. <laughs> but um, anyway, 2000, January 2000. Um, this week, looking at ECW on TNN episode 23 from January the 28th and ECW Hardcore TV uh, from January the 29th, which is episode 353. Oof. Um, well, obviously, we'll start off with TNN because it is the Friday and Hardcore TV is the Saturday. <sighs> Where to start off with this one? Uh, we kick off the show with Francine who finds Raven basically sitting down on the floor. She said he's got a match. She said he's not wrestling tonight. Nobody thanks him um, or appreciates him. Dreamer basically walks in sort of shouts at him, says, get up, because they have a match. Nothing really, nothing really special. I just don't understand where this sort of badass Tommy Dreamer characters come from. So he's, he's somehow he's turned into the abusive father um, yeah. that he's seeking the approval of. Um, so the whole thing is kind of like, you know, why am I bothering doing all this good stuff? Tommy doesn't even notice Tommy doesn't even care blah 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 um you know no one thanks me I mean you thanked me but no one thanked me um and it's all you know all of this is to try and get Tommy Dreamer's attention um Dreamer doesn't give a fuck and you know is is you know come on Scotty we got a match come on Scotty we got a match um maybe the seeds of the Francine Dreamer split are being sown with with Francine telling him to leave him alone and trying to push him out the room. Um, that's just wishful thinking on my part, I think. Um, but just, just, yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing to this. Um, you've taken Raven and turned him into kind of like, you know, this, this broken and whining guy. Dreamer is, is what? Angry with everyone? That's, that's cool. I kind of feel um, like, I know, obviously, it was done for many years, but it's still one of their strongest views. I don't know why 
they haven't sort of got into Dreamer versus Raven. Well, this again is, you know, it's the odd partners thing in the sense of I understand why they have to team together, even though they hate each other when they're the champions. Exactly. What's keeping you together now? Yeah. Why isn't Tommy Dreamer off with his mate, the Sandman, who, by the way, is doing fuck all? Um, you know, if, if he wants to continue doing things like this, he doesn't need to, to muck around with, with Raven anymore. He could go and team with Nova, for fuck's sake. You know, Nova needs his 14th tag team partner. Why it, does he? You think you're in such a situation where, like I said, Dreamer could go off feud with Raven, or Dreamer, like you said, could team with the Sandman and have a main event. Legends ES team. I mean, they're, they're sort of you know ECW legends. They're not like old, but it's very weird how people are getting positioned in the company at the moment. Raven could pretty much start a new nest slash fo- uh, block, sort of um, yep. whip some up and comers again, give them the rub. I don't know. It just feels all very weird. I feel like like we've said it before, but basically all the people that have come back. Are very much treated like I'm not going to push you too far because I expect you all to turn on me and leave again any second. So we're just going to yeah. keep you right where you are. I don't know what's going. Like I said, I don't know what's going on with the Sandman, but he's hardly been on this at all. No, Mikey, so weird, and Raven just um, yeah, he's only won the belts, but he's just kind of been booked. Really bizarre, just sort of not, you know, he's caught up with this whole the father thing, which isn't really far off the WCW counseling stuff. Yeah, no, and this thing, all of it's a bit just kind of like not quite sure where you're playing through on this. Mm. It's just like Heyman's genius, but there is a whole burnt out aspect that is sort of slowly creeping in I'd say I'd agree and and that's probably the stress of running the booking plus all the back office and all the rest of it um, but yeah but um, yeah so Raven don't fancy wrestling um, we get the normal intro Joey and Joe in the ring normal sort of Joey Styles work uh, Joe Gertner comes in with a well 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 just about to hit the big line, cuts to the truck. Cyrus is in there basically saying this isn't going out on air. Um, I thought it was a good way to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, again, you know, I could do without, you know, I've got five boys in the back. They're asking for their release because of the blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I thought it was, you know, it's the creative control piece again, isn't it? Which, which. Yeah. And it's kind isn't of like a bad the, angle. Well, it's not because the people in the arena would have got it, the lion. So they would have obviously popped for something different, being in live attendance. But people at home, you kind of got the the screw up without actually, yeah, you know, him coming to the ring for once. So it's a good way I felt to keep it going. Um, we then got quick highlights of the RVD awesome confrontation from last week. So it's going to be the first time we mentioned that. First match, Tajiri versus Little Guido. It's kind of hard because I feel like any other 
week, I could have probably got into this, but I felt because like crazy and Tajiri had such a beast of a match last week. Yeah. This kind going of back felt, to the old stuff. Yeah, this kind of felt like flat a bit, and it's not a flat match. It's a really good match, but it, it's just because last week's match was, you know, just fire. It. You sort of get what I'm saying. I, I mean, this thing is it, the problem is it's their same old formula. And what we saw last week was something that broke out of the formula. Um, so to then watch them go back to the same spots, the same formula, blah, 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 back to the loop match does feel anticlimactic because you, you sensed that there was a, a, a desire to do something different, which is why they went out and, and you know, tried to kill themselves and people in the third row of the audience by sliding a chair off the table. Um, uh, yeah. And then you're back to the same, the same old, same old. So it does, it, it just kind of feels a little bit back to, to where it was, doesn't it? Oh, no, massively. It was just, um, yeah, just weird. But as I said, still very fun match. Jury picks up the win. Um, he should, you know, it's good to keep sort of to Jury sort of strong. But these guys are all sort of plodding around. Just ha- they're having amazing matches, but just not doing a lot. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. Tell no, I mean, it's the, and this is the thing we say this every single week. They don't have bad matches. They just have similar matches. Yeah, and there's just there's no feuds for any of them. They're all just sort of, you know, you know, they just I don't know. No, and the problem is we know exactly where it'll be, which is if it's you know Tajiri's last match or or Little Guido's last match or Super Crazy's last match, it will just turn out that all the thousands of matches they had, just so happens that they have both won the same amount of matches. Yeah, and this one wins the feud. This is the real one before we start the feud again. Um, yes, yeah, so we get that, which is fine. RVD promo. He thanks Sabu for training him. Says that he's much better than him, though. It must be, you know, bad when, you know, the trainee becomes the master um, and he'll beat his ass. This is that Mike Awesome is a great champion, but everyone knows he's the best wrestler. Wasn't my favorite RVD promo. Um, no. they, they, felt he got a bit lost in the way. Do, yeah, they're trying to almost do like, um, like not a serious RVD, but they're trying to do a whole remain cool, but sort of a bit pissed off. Yeah, yeah which doesn't like. Well, it, it's it's a little bit face. Yeah. Um, and we'll get on to the problematic elements of that in a little while. Um. But yeah, it's 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 trying to do a cocky heel RVD promo, which is what's got him over, but a little bit of a good guy while he does it, and it's it's a real kind of the cocktail doesn't feel quite mixed right. No, massively. But it's still good that you know popped up and addressed it all in a little bit. Um, tag team match: Rhino and Steve Carino versus Tommy Dreamer. And a different partner because Raven's not coming out. We get um, Josh Willocks. Willocks? Willocks. 
Swillett, um, who is an NFL player. And who did he play for? They were in New Orleans, so he's part of the... Yeah. I'm going to... <coughs> going to Google to see what I can find out about him. Let's just read into, um... I'm not sure if that is him, but is he trained by um, Dory Funk, Matt Bourne, and WCW Power Plant? Is it him? Who knows? Matt Cheers, here we go. Uh, yeah, it's him. So he wrestled for quite a bit. Well, this is the thing. That was his only ECW match. After that, over a year later, he wrestled Adam Pearce. And then he um, wrestled Jerry Lynn. Now he's done. Which is, um, but he was, it looked like he was trained by Matt Bourne, which is interesting. He had a couple of matches in 97, which is sort of a weird time to have a couple of matches, then obviously went off, uh, came in for the one shot in ECW, then disappeared for uh, over a year, then came back and had um, beat Adam Pearce, and then lost to Jerry Lynn in his last match. I mean that's yeah. So it's it's right. yeah, an interesting little time, isn't it? Um, well, yeah. Interesting you say about him training at the power plant because it means that he has kind of followed Mongo and a few others over. Yeah, which isn't far off um, what NXT are trying to do now, isn't it? Yeah, they want sort of you know more sort of ex-American footballers and people with different backgrounds rather than a wrestling background. So, yeah, but this match happens. Um, basically, the story is pretty much Dreamer's doing the match. He's sort of taking on Carino and Rhino by himself. Um, eventually, he gets the tag. Uh, Josh basically comes in, takes out Dreamer. Turns out he was paid off. And then... Um, in the place that he plays American football, went complete heel on these fans in an angle which I'm guessing they'd know where. Uh, well, we will wait and see because I said so goodbye to Sabu Never. fairly recently, and <laughs> he's gone. Uh, so I'm 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 not I'm not counting out anything. Um, uh, yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's a bold one to 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 cut a heel promo on your fans when you are in New Orleans and you are. Part of their NFL team. Boo me, boo you. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see where it goes. Um, I have uh, an issue with the you know he's been paid off thing. Yeah. Um, I have two issues with it. Really, uh, the first is. Um, it's overdone in ECW. Um, you know, everyone's paying off everyone 
always for the hits. Um, and the second is that, you know, linking into that, um, how badly are the ECW wrestlers paid if they all will do the most dastardly of things for a couple of hundred dollars? And to that, the believability of this is that, you know, he's, a, he's an NFL star, but can be bought for, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Oh, massively. I was just looking at it. It looks like he went on to play in the um, XFL. XFL. He won. He won the million-dollar game in the XFL. He won the, he's, yeah. a, he's an XFL champion. Of um, Los Angeles Extreme. Yeah. Which is... Coincidentally. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. There you go. Oh, loads, loads about this guy. Yeah, he's not the biggest surprise we find out this week, but we'll get to that later on. Spurned by the NFL, Josh Wilcox steps into the wrestling ring. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that happened. So, um, yeah, Rhino and Carino won. I guess it was sort of a good way to give Rhino and Carino a win, moving on for the dusty future. After all this, Carino sort of Grabs the mic, ends up pretty much calling out Dusty. Said, you're not jumping me from behind this time. Even though he was facing the ramp. So the only way Dusty was going to get him was jumping him from behind. And um, yeah, um, Dusty came out and basically elbowed everyone again. I mean, there's, there's three of them. <laughs> Four, if you include Rhino, who's, who's abducted Francine. Yeah. Um, there's three of them. You, you'd think that between the three of them, they could kind of put themselves in an angle where they could cover all of the ways that that um, that Dusty could get in the ring. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was just. It was like really, really sort of. Bizarre in its ways. Can't lie. Uh, it, it's always good to see Dusty. You know, that, that's true. So it's good to see him on. It's good to see it sort of, you know, he's heating up. He's building up. Obviously, you know, we know Living Dangerously is emerging. So I want to see sort of how we do get there. I think they've got the tag team match coming up soon. So, um, yeah, I didn't mind it, but like you said, it, is, it was a bit daft. I mean, it was a daft bit where Carino sort of almost got behind Dusty for half a second. And then kind of hugged him. Yeah, and that felt a bit goofy. And um, I know it's, it's all just details, but it is, I feel, you know... It's the stuff that takes you out of it. Well, yeah. And, and it, it's, you know... And I... I I know this sounds harsh, but I feel less forgiving with ECW doing it because ECW is the one that continues to tell me what, you know, how many of these things are shoot, brother. Well, that's it. Like I said, there's, there's an expectation of, you know, WWE or WCW to be like goofy, you know, and they just, they don't, this kind of stuff, I don't think needed it in the same way. And I know it's the really just, you know, splitting hairs and, all this, but yeah, just I don't know. 
Carino just should have done anything. He was just hit him once to the back and have Dusty trying to no-sell it a bit. Just do anything but this. But, um, yes, that happened. But it goes on. I'm still excited for it. Yes. Next up, ECW heavyweight title rematch. Awesome defending his title against Spike Dudley. Um, I felt this is a much more straightforward defense for Awesome than the pay-per-view. I honestly yeah. feel like the, the Spike feud's dead in the water now. Yes. But, and again, this is, I don't know why this is still going. Um, and, and, you know, what, what disappoints me about this overall is I feel like I was teased with an RVD Mike Awesome feud. And instead I've got a rehash of uh, Mike Awesome and Sabu uh, and um, Spike Dudley and RVD and Sabu. And not only that, I've got a rehash of RVD and Sabu after I was told that Sabu is going to leave ECW if he can't beat RVD. Yeah, which is almost like he's come back to beat RVD. Within two weeks. Well, yeah, he's, he's left ECW because he can't beat RVD, but instead he's come back to ECW to try and beat RVD. Like I said, all in the space of two weeks. And it's just... Yeah, it's just, again, sort of confusing. So, Awesome does pick up the win. You know, power bombs, everything you'd expect from it. Similar kind of thing, just batters him. Um, Mike Awesome grabs the mic, calls out RVD. RVD starts to come out. Basically, it looks like they're going to have a match. RVD's attacked by Sabu on the way. They're sort of fighting. Mike Awesome runs across, dives to the outside. Um, RVD moves and he takes out Sabu. RVD then jumps in the ring and um, flips off the top rope onto both of them. Um, yes. It, it's so... As time goes on, I'm finding it harder and harder that we don't get this match. Yeah, and that's... Um, shit timing. So we we're we're probably within a month of RVD breaking his ankle. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, this is the thing. This, uh, you know, they're doing the usual where they're building two feuds up at the same time, which which hasn't hugely worked for a long time. Um, you're giving me the stuff that I've already had. Um. And it's getting in the way of again, you know, pull the trigger, give us, give us Mike Wars and RVD now. What are you waiting for? Yeah. And it's yeah. going to go down in in history again as one that they were, you know, a dollar short for day late and a dollar short. I'm just trying Does um, RVD break his angle before the pay-per-view? Must do. Yeah. yeah so the pay-per-view's way. Living Dangerously is the, the tournament. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. I was just looking at it thinking, what? Oh, it's the semi-finals, yeah. Oh, decent. I like it. Um, yes, that's the end of that. That takes to Hardcore TV, episode 300. 
53, January 29th, 2000. We get highlights of last week, the original confrontation of RVD, Mike Awesome, the one where Mike Awesome's like, makes me the whole effing show, that one. Um, we go over it last week in more detail, if you want to listen to that. Um, we then get super crazy beating Ricky Banderas. Yes. Now, who is Ricky Banderas, Jane? Um... Oh, God, I feel I should know this. You should, Jay. Come on. Um, Antonio Banderas's brother. No, they made that joke. Uh, I suggest that you search his name quickly and let's get a live reaction because I think you'll be extremely surprised who this person becomes. Oh, wow. Mil Muertes. Yeah. I, do you know what? I, I now that I look at it, I rings a bell. But yeah, you would not think from the Ricky Banderas we just watched. No, or Judas Macias for um, Impact Wrestling fans. Yep. Yeah, but obviously, um, yeah, who would have thought? Currently in MLW for those watching that. Also. Lucha Underground, for those who are into that. Wrestling Society X tapings? Yeah, I think he was a Judas Macias there or whatever. But um, yeah, I found it really crazy. That was, the thing is, I sort of like searched while I was watching the match. And I kind of like, the moment I saw that, it sort of took me out of the match a bit because I was just like, oh, wow, this is, this is going on the, I didn't know they were in ECW, ECWs. But, um, yeah, crazy because we're that weird two thousand sort of stage where the sort of the the next generation is sort of coming through. You know, because it wasn't far off from when like um, Brian Danielson and all that would have been probably going on tour with ECW. Yeah, well, you'll see like Colt Cabana in in the front row of some of the shows. So it's, it's kind of crazy, really. But, um, yeah, what do you think of the match? Um, I thought it was good enough. You know, it, 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 it didn't make me want to go and Google him. Um, no, it was, it, was, it was fine. It was, you know, a, a decent-paced match. They, they both got a decent amount of stuff in. Um, you know, it felt like, again, just bringing in another luchador-style wrestler for Super Crazy to have a match on. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I agreed. It was it was fine for what it was. Um, it was more, I think, the future shock value of who it becomes. But the match itself was like it was decent. Again, makes perfect sense. Crazy winning, especially if he's not sticking around. Why would you sort of sort of put him over for no reason in that sense? But um, yeah, crazy moves up. They can have a a crazy on a win streak versus Tajiri on a win streak again. Mm. Go. What we want. Uh, Raven promo, the one we saw from the show just gone, sitting on the floor of Francine. Highlights of the tag team match with um, obviously um, Willock's turning on Tommy Dreamer again. We then get a promo from Carino saying that Dreamer really can't count on anyone. 
the only thing he can count on is Steve Carino's going to screw with him every time. I thought he was decent. I've got no problem. Obviously, I'm a I'm a sucker for Carino. I enjoy his promos. I think it's well delivered. Yeah. I have no issue with it at all. I think, um, yeah, he's he, he's solid. He 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 knows his character and he he just um, he works it well. So it's decent. It's funny you can hear him kind of workshopping names for the group. So yeah. you know the old school kings and things like that. Um, so yeah, you can kind of see him kind of workshopping what he's trying to work through as he goes. But um, that that's again just like really interesting to to watch. Massively. Um, back to the ring. Simon Diamond's in the ring with one of his stooges getting his own intro. Um, they basically play across that, that Simon's not fully sold on this intro, really. Yeah. He then goes on to have a Bourbon Street fight against Jazz. And again, my main problem with this, it seems pointless because one, they're not feuding to any real extent. They just have matches when it suits. And two, like Jazz loses again. Yes. Like, surely the idea of, like, you're bringing out Jazz for this... And also, if you do it in a street fight as well, then if you were worried about Diamond losing for whatever reason, you're sort of protected because it's a blunder match. So you can sort of, you know, use whatever in a street fight. So may I ask a, 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 a very simple question? Of course. What's the difference between an ECW normal match where there's no DQ... Yeah. And you're allowed to use weapons. Yeah. And you go into the crowd yeah. and, and everything else. And a a Bourbon Street fight. Uh, staplers illegal in the Bourbon Street fight. Oh. So it's actually got more rules yeah, well, yeah, cause than your standard staplers. ECW match. Yeah, because staplers are obviously too extreme for ECW matches. But if you have it in a street fight, it'll be all right. Um, no, I don't know, to be honest. It just feels very much just like the, the classic WWE. We're in Chicago. Oh, it's a Chicago street fight. But, uh, yeah, and it is. Philadelphia and, and street fight. I completely get that. However, Rob at Mike least there's again. differentiation between every other match that, that isn't a hardcore, you know, if you want to grab chairs out the ring and beat the shit out of people, feel free kind of thing. Well, that's it. They'd almost be better doing it the other way where they'd pick like a technical wrestler and be like, oh, this is a, a you know, Dean Malenko classic or something where the rules Shoot, are fight, like, brother. Yeah, it's a proper like old school match where you can't use this and you have to do this and it's a five count on this. They're, they're almost benefit more doing the other way. Yeah, and, and you know, would feed into Carino's gimmick, but there we go. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah I, I just. Uh, mm. But um, yeah, Jazz loses. Sometimes I'm a wins again. So, again. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this kind of you know, again, watching the pay per views, keeping up with ECW via message boards and and you know internet news sites and stuff. The the picture I had was Jazz was a. 
was basically just slotted into the the men's division. Yeah, sort of, um, almost, you know, intergender before it was cool. Yep. Um, the solid part, but instead it's just again just unnecessary, unnecessary job in. I mean, Jason and Simon Diamond, and she's lost to both of them. Yeah, I mean, Jason's like he's not an active wrestler. He's you know. He's great at what he does, but he, as a wrestler, he's an afterthought. I, I mean, you, yeah, you're not losing. I mean, he's not losing anything by laying down for someone, is he? No, he's 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 basically a manager, or you know, whatever. You know, he's not an active wrestler at all. And uh, yeah, it's just weird. Just just weird. They sort of I didn't realize that Jazz was sort of jobbed out as much. I, I thought. She beat lesser, yeah, position talent, you know, and that's before you even get into the fact that she wasn't even given a, a name on TV for a ridiculous yeah, amount of time. Yeah, um, Louis dangerously in the ring can't finish what he's saying because everyone's called him an asshole. Eventually gets out, you know, a bit of an his intro. name is his name is, and um, we get CW Anderson versus Sabu, who's retired at back. Um, yes, and this is the old Sabu. Joey Styles is pointing out this is the the Sabu we were introduced to in 1993. Um, you know, again, it's, it's so far from the case, but I understand what they're doing. Yeah, there's no 911. There's no, you know, being brought out on a trolley. There's, you know, it's barely the same. Um, so. Sabu returned after losing to RB, RVD and turned on RVD, putting him, beating him up with, with Mike Awesome, putting him through a table. Yeah. Would you not think that makes him a heel? Well, yeah, no, John, I was going to heal or face this because, um, I, I, again, to me, this feels like. You'd almost believe it was like a um, a, a pre tape match they used, if it wasn't for um, yeah. And I think part of it's because you know they're in new territories, so you know they're down in New Orleans. The New Orleans fans are really excited to see Sabu in yeah. in living in living color, um, and I get that, and I understand that, and that makes perfect sense. But he wrestles a face match. Yeah, to the point where you know they're double teaming, and you know he's trying to get Louis dangerously through the table, and you know he he is the face in this match. So I have no idea what they're trying to build to. <clears throat> yeah, no, it is, and even when you dive into splitting like stupidness again, you're sitting there thinking. C.W. Anderson hasn't been positioned as this threat to anyone yet. No. Like why is he, again, why is he getting so much out of this match? Why is he getting put through tables and kicking out? You're shocking for the sake of shocking. Yeah. You're reacting for the sake of getting a reaction. It's like the spot where Louis Dangerous is about to go through a table because Sabu replaced him on there. Last minute, CW pushed Louis out of the way, forcing himself to lay over the table as Sabu came down 
and put him through the table. You know, that's yep. the leg drop across the back the of the neck to put him through a table. Yeah, because he saved his manager. You know, that, that's that's the end but, of the match. I, I think. But instead, he kicked out. Then he has to do the the springboard moonsault and defeat him that way. Yeah. And then after that, does leg drop because he took too long. Yeah. So it's actually a leg drop that beats him. Yeah, because he sort of springboard and landed um, on his knees. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So caught him out. But uh, I think that was a shoot, brother, as well. But um, yeah, I just found it a weird, weird ending. I mean, he could have just basically just, it was the old Sabo, they could have just brought him out and him just done completely carnaged. And then started, and then moon sorted the table. Yeah, you know they, they could. There's ways they could have linked it. He could have come out, absolutely battered him, battered the others. Um, maybe got disqualified just because he just kept hitting him over the back of the chair, and then moon sorted the table, and that's it. You but, just then think, oh wow, it's like the old taboo. And you you could have done that to a face. Yeah, like you used to, rather than feeding him. An entire heel faction, you know, where, when he was one of the dangerous alliance, give him Nova, yeah, you know, yeah. there's there's plenty. Give him give him Guido if you want. Give him Super Crazy if you need. You know, he can beat up Ricky Banderas if you want. Yeah, just need someone to make a little statement with. But. um yeah, again, just just strange. I mean, obviously, right decision for Sabu to win, no brainer. But I just, if, if you're going to say oh, it's the old Sabu, then you have to do a character change to make him like the old Sabu. And again, the old Sabu was a heel. Yeah, nineteen ninety three Sabu was a heel. Yeah, I don't. So, uh... there's, there's, I I appreciate the whole, um, you know, shades of grey, blah blah blah. Um, that's that's fine. You know, ne- neither Ravi D or Sabu are faces or heels. They're they're just more kind of real people, kind of whatever. Um, and that's fine. But don't work a baby face match then. Mm. No, agreed. Um, final segment. Ravi D basically said he'd beat Sabu. He's beaten Sabu and a beaten again. Said that Mike Olsen is good, but he's not RVD. So basically just continuing that feud to end the show, basically putting himself on a pedestal. It's almost setting up for a freeway in a in a weird way. Which Mike Olsen's already said he doesn't want. Yeah. And no one needs. Sabu yeah. doesn't need to be involved in this. He just doesn't. Put Sabu with Sandman again. Yeah. There's, a, there's enough nostalgia that'd be a cool feud for a pay-per-view. I'd, I'd happily see those two go at it again. <laughs> Haven't seen it for like, you know, two, three years or whatever it is at this point. Yeah. Let or, them go at it again. As I said, Nova or Mikey Whitbreck or yeah. anything. You've got people oh. around. Hey, do um, Sabu versus Raven for the first time ever. Well, I have to wait to TNA to get the first time they feuded. 
you know, Sabu, Tommy Dreamer. There's, a, like I said, like I said, there's enough people around to make some heavy hitting matches with this roster. That it just seems weird that everyone's in there. Sabu spiked Dudley just to swap them out. Yeah, there'd be carnage. You know, have Mike Awesome batter Sabu. Have him batter him, powerbomb him over and over to a point where RVD's got to admit that he does care about him. Do you know I mean, RVD comes out and makes the save in a weird light. You know, he did train me in all this. Yeah. The old respect angle back. Um, yeah, so that happened. What did you think of the show, James? I, I, <coughs> sorry, I, um, I was quite complimentary coming out of the pay-per-view that they seem to be getting on with stuff. Yeah. Wasn't stuck in that weird limbo we get out of pay-per-views. You know, people had new feuds, things were moving on. It was progress. All of that seems to have evap- evaporated. So we've, we've kind of reset again to the old feuds. Um, you know, we, 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 we're seeing the, the one promo numerous times and nothing new seems to be, well, no, um, Dusty Rhodes and, and Steve Carino continues yeah. to move on. Outside of that, most of these are the matches that were, and the storylines that were going into the last pay-per-view and, and have been for a while. It's, it's a hard slog at the moment. There's nothing... It needs to kind of spark a little bit more. It needs to grip. I mean... It... The RVD awesome thing should be that. But I think the problem is obviously, you know, it's obviously 20 years past spoiler is I know it doesn't happen. I think that's my disconnect from that feud. No, and, and but there's nothing here that tells you why it, it shouldn't have happened because <clears throat> did we really need RVD to go through Sabu to get to Mike Awesome? Uh, unless they were just trying to play it out for the pay-per-view and it was meant to be. RVD, Mike Awesome, living dangerously. But you can do that without without having to spike them off into different feuds. Yeah, no, totally. But it's what they always do, though. I mean, how many times was Shane Douglas looking at Al Snow before he'd finished with whoever? <coughs> yeah. When, not it? And by the time he gets to, to Al Snow, it's too late. He's gone. Yeah, Taz was pointing at Shane Douglas. <laughs> Before um, Bam Bam had got him, that was triple threat. But still, it's, it's, it's sort of what they've always done. They're always setting up the next feud before. Um, but before you pass out through coffin, what was your match of the week? I was I was kind of regretting you. I was I was kind of not looking forward to you asking me this this week because I've buried every match. Yeah. There's not really anything that was. Um. Incredible. I enjoyed bits of all of them. Um, yeah. But, you know, this is this is going to be kind of um, the strongest show, the strongest match on a weak card of matches, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So I'm 
gonna go with um I'm tempted to go with Dreamer and and Wilcox versus um I think that's fair. Carino and, that. and Rhino because of uh, I mean there's so much many matches that I've kind of gone, you know, it would be that if it wasn't for the ending. The ending's the kind of the bit that saved it for me, in the sense of I like what Carino's doing, I like what Rhino's doing, less so the the abduction. Um, so them kind of, you know, the, the promo they were able to cut the what's building with the dusty stuff, um, albeit not maybe maybe not perfectly done in this one. I think that's what's given me the most enjoyment out of the matches I've watched for this week's yep. show. But it's not a great match. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Ringing endorsement, isn't it? Yeah, but it is. I mean, the problem is, Awesome Spike, you know, should sort of steal it, but I just think um, Spike was just given nothing again, so it was nothing really any different. My, My issue is, it's not only that he's given nothing, but it goes on too long. Yeah. If you're going to squash him, squash him quickly. This whole kind of 10 minutes of him getting beaten up, just boring. Um, Sabu and C.W. Anderson had some great spots, but I don't understand the story you're trying to tell me. Um, Super Crazy and Ricky Banderas had some great stuff, but you know it, it just felt like another random little match. Um, you know they're all a little bit kind of um, just just falling a little bit shy. Yeah. But we'll be back next week as we march on for Living Dangerously. Um, get involved on social media at Sense of Score, Sports Arena. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter. Keep tagging us in your posts. Um, we're loving all that stuff. It's good. It'll be your ECW figures, your collections, your T-shirts, um, DVDs, or just something even going on today that you just think, hmm, it's a bit ECW. Just whatever you want. Just tag us. We love it all. Um, yeah, we're back next week for more Extreme Rewinds. And um, yeah, that's it from me. And um, just like Mike Awesome, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>